Imagine this situation. Let's say there's this first grade boy named Billy, and he's in art class. They're painting today, and the task the teacher has given them is to paint a scene from the Bible, any scene that they want. So everyone begins, starts painting away, and the art teacher comes over to Billy and notices something a little off. Billy is simply dabbing at the canvas with a dry brush. It's all empty. And it didn't seem like Billy knew what he was doing. But the teacher's curious and asks him, Oh, and what are you painting, Billy? Billy confidently replies, The parting and the crossing of the Red Sea. The teacher asks, Oh, well, where is the water? The water is parted very wide. Well, how about the Israelites? Well, the Israelites have already passed through. What about the Egyptian army? Well, they haven't come along yet, you see. So apparently, Billy had it all pictured correctly, all figured out, and the confused onlooker just had to see that bigger picture. The artist typically gets the final say with his or her art, right? And that's been the case ever since Michelangelo at at least in the professional realm. And the church typically lets artists interpret and pray about what to do. However, there are some times when more attention is given, and one such example is the divine mercy image that is before us today. When St. Faustina Kowalska came forward in 1933 with the revelation that Jesus wanted her to have this image painted. That was not the first time that such a thing had happened. Even we heard in the second reading today in Revelation, John in the island of Patmos has a vision of Jesus and Jesus literally tells him to write down all that he had seen. Anyways, St. Faustina's spiritual director commissioned an artist named Mr. Eugene Kazmierewski, to paint it. And she was permitted to leave her convent a couple times per week for several months to go to the artist's studio and guide him and instruct him as to how this very image should look. After several months, it came to the point that St. Faustina realized she was not going to be satisfied. She wrote in her diary... The following. Once, when I was at that painter's studio and saw that it is not as beautiful as Jesus is, I became very sad. I said to the Lord, Who will paint you as beautiful as you are? Of a sudden, I heard the words, Not in the beauty of the color nor of the brush is the greatness of this image, but in my grace. That's what Jesus told her. St. Faustina was looking very closely at the painting and all the details and going about that, but Jesus helped her see the bigger picture. It wasn't just the painting, as important as it was, but the greater reality of Jesus' grace given to the world. It was one of those, there's more to life than this moments, even for a saint. 
Another story, when I was in elementary school myself, the art teacher's name was Mrs. Ladovsky. And one of her big things was teaching us that when it comes to our art projects, there's really no such thing as a mistake. She could always take what we thought was something wrong and messed up and turn it around and help us make something amazing. She could make something better out of our mistakes than if we had never done it the right way in the first place. She was able to take tears and really put a big smile on our face. A great gift, something that she taught. The reality is that life on this side of heaven or the second coming is not going to be perfect. Jesus promised that his followers would experience suffering and trials. He didn't promise that his followers would never sin again either. Yet thanks to God's great mercy, there's that grace we don't deserve, he allows these things only because he'll redeem them. He makes all things work together for our good. So that we would be drawn closer to Christ and closer into his heart. Jesus told St. Faustina that his perfect will is love and mercy itself. When the disciples in our gospel locked themselves in the upper room, right after the crucifixion, they did so out of fear and weakness. Surely they had missed the big picture. Because Jesus already promised that he would rise and that they would be okay. Even more, they probably should have stuck together, right? Where was Thomas? Where was Thomas? Jesus always sent them on mission two by two. So perhaps they seem to have lost that very sense of mission. But it is in that situation which God permitted through which he shows forth his goodness and glory even more. Right? Jesus made his way into this locked room, a great miracle in itself, which shows us some foretaste of what the glorified body is like. Jesus gave these apostles, in their weakness, the authority to forgive sins. In their weakness, so that they would know that it wasn't because of their greatness. Jesus was able, with that opportunity, to then lower himself to Thomas's request to place his hands in Jesus' wounds. And that part of the story right there has allowed generations and generations of people to identify with Thomas and find comfort and assurance in their own faith. All of this in God's infinite, inexhaustible mercy he permitted because he could make something even greater out of it. The church gives us this Sunday of divine mercy to help us step back and see that bigger picture. And what is the picture? that God is merciful in all things. Yes, there are a lot of details in Christianity, right? Even every word of Scripture is inexhaustible in importance. However, like the child, Billy, painting that crossing of the Red Sea, 
So often we can look at our own daily life and not really notice or see God's mercy, even though it's there. Perhaps we can take a fresh look at our life. For millennia, the image and memory that God's people held up of mercy was that crossing of the Red Sea. But now, our life must be seen through the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is love and who is mercy itself.